Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Community Call. Uh, I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is Sunday, uh, August 30th, 2020. Tonight's speaker is... You know, Michael Joseph, also known as MJ. Welcome, brother. Oh, thank you, Jim. <clears throat> thank you, everybody that's come to the call, too. I, like you said, I see Gil in here, Matt's in here tonight. So, uh, Aunt just come in here, too. Welcome, Aunt. Aunt just came in, too. Okay, great. Aunt, welcome. Uh, well, I mean, like I past couple of calls, if there's anything on um, on your minds, uh, if you feel led to share something, I, I've got something I wanted to share tonight, but, uh, I want to just say, if you feel led to share something, speak up and share with us, uh, before we get started, I just want to give everybody the opportunity. Amen to that. Yeah. Does anyone uh, have something they'd like to share? Like Michael was saying, before we get started here, uh, feel free, or if you want us to you know, uh, bind together and believe for something that uh, you that you're. I say you're needing or desiring or God has laid on your heart. You know, feel free to do it now. I mean, we're we're all ears and you know, ready to do what we need to do. Kick it down the road. I'm good. Okay. All right. Brother. Blessings to you. Thank you. Well, I I know um, before we were starting the call um, tonight, we were talking and, um, you know, Donna, they they just had that hurricane hit Texas and Louisiana and, um, you know, prayer warriors were in their closets praying, you know, and uh, so uh, lots of trees down, but uh, nobody got hurt, thank God, and, uh, and, um, their property, even their property, wasn't damaged. Lots of trees down across the street, but uh, their property wasn't damaged. So that's that's awesome. That's a real blessing. So a lot of the oak trees will fall. You know, when the ground gets real wet, the oaks they don't have deep roots. And uh, Donna was reporting that some of the big oaks right across the street had fallen down. Quite a bit of them, she said, but it didn't fall on her house. So that was that's awesome. Amen. And it didn't hurt anybody else's property either, so it kind of fell on the ground. So that's even better. Yes, sir. So, well, hey, tonight I wanted to um, kind of <clears throat> dance around the scriptures a little bit, um, and um, and with the, the the primary theme is I and the Father are one, and uh, and so I wanted to go real quick here. Um, I'm not going to do a whole lot of scripture tonight, but um, enough to lay the basis to see that hey, this is this is rooted, uh, primarily rooted in the scriptures, and and you know, yeah, I always go back and use the King James, and yeah, I know that the scribes have gotten in there and they've changed things here and there, 
but by and large, it's a it's a good work, and um, and I always go back to it because folks here uh, are are used to to reading from that version, and that's what I grew up reading from. So it's sort of my home base, if you will. But uh, um, <clears throat> but um, we're talking about here in Matthew chapter sixteen, and um, Jesus is laying down. Uh, Yehoshua, you know, say okay, is laying down the. Um, the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and it's interesting that this comes first before what we're what the meat of what we're getting at. But uh, I'll just start reading. He says, "When his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread." <clears throat> and remember, we we studied this bread thing a while back. You know, uh, bread or the manna, um, and uh, they they had forgotten to take um, something that they could rely upon, if you will. And um, <clears throat> and then Jesus said to them, "Take heed and beware the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees." I, I love the fact that every time there there's an opportunity to teach, um, <laughs> Jesus takes the opportunity and teaches. And um, you know, in your in our own lives, as we enter into certain situations with people, you know, we don't want to be that guy who's uh, or that girl who's. Uh, just always, every time someone turns around, it's, it's religion this or, you know, spiritualism this and that. You know, I mean, have a good word. A word that's timely put, you know, is is, uh, is good. And uh, But I noticed that he always takes it. He takes, when, it, when there's an opportunity to lay down a teaching, he takes it. And, and so they reasoned among themselves saying, is it because we've taken no bread? Now, in other words, it's leaven. You know, leaven is what they used to make bread. And, uh, Verse 8, and then when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason ye among yourselves because you've brought no bread? All right, so clearly this leaven has to do with doctrine, clearly. And Amen. they are weighing in in amongst themselves their, their ideas. Okay, that's what the disciples are doing. Okay, because these these are the disciples of Jesus, and the disciples represent the twelve faculties of mind. And so, <clears throat> you notice that some of the disciples were fishermen. And so you can say that a fisherman is trying to pull up obviously fish, and fish swim in the sea, and the sea is consciousness. So fish uh, um, relates to living ideas because they move, right? And so. Uh, uh, so he's like, look, why are you relying on your own um, thoughts in in your body consciousness to supply to supply yourself? All right. And so that's why he said, "Ye of little faith." All right. And so, do you not? Verse nine. Do you not yet understand? Neither remember the five loaves and the five thousand and how many baskets you took up. Remember. Um, <clears throat> Uh, the five loaves and the two fishes. There was twelve baskets. So let's teach it first from the uh, from one perspective, and then teach it from the Lord's perspective. Okay, so so from the first perspective, the the miracle is done in spirit. Okay, um, uh, in other words, the same substance, spiritual substance that that took on the form of fish and loaves. Could could multiply whatever need was there, okay. Um, but notice that when the when the Sadducees um, afterwards they took up twelve baskets, and he's he's talking 
about the Sadducees and the Pharisees. So what he's saying is, is um, people that are highly intellectual are going to look at, at and highly uh, religious are going to look at this miracle and they're going to come up with 12 baskets or 12 fragments of ideas of what might have happened. <laughs> he said, beware that, beware that leaven, okay, because it's false. All right, you got to stay in, in truth. You got to stay in the center path and don't, you know, don't get off into these crazy ideas of how, you know, this may have happened. But now from, from the Lord's perspective, the I am, uh, the 12 baskets represent the, the, the un, unbelievable abundant supply once you turn to spirit. Spirit's able to feed the 5,000, and it's so abundant that, look, there's 12 baskets more. All right? So uh, you can't outgive God, so to speak, right? So verse 10, same thing. Neither the seven loaves or the 4,000, and how many baskets you took up. How is it that you do not understand that I spake it not to you concerning bread, but that you should beware the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? All right, now let's get get down with it. The Pharisees believe in life after death, and the Sadducees don't. All right, so they're constantly arguing amongst each other. Okay, <laughs> so you might you might call it the agnostics versus the religious crowd. All right. Verse 12, then understood they how uh, he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees. All right, so, man, I tell you what, they got like 51,000 flavors of um, Christianity today, and I'm sure you can find tons and tons of flavors of Islam and um, Judaism you know, just pick whatever set you'd like, and I'm sure you can find numerous different um, styles. So, which one's which one's truth? Right? There's 12 baskets here. Which one's the truth? Well, you ain't going to find the truth in the 12 baskets, I'll tell you that's for sure. All right, you're going to find fragments of the truth, but you ain't going to find the, the, the real truth. And so... It's interesting that verse 13, leading on, coming on after this, comes on right after this false doctrine. And um, here comes the what the church really should be founded upon. The true ecclesia is founded on the principles that we're getting ready to cover. And so verse 13, when Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say I, the Son of Man, am? And see, this word is meted out so precisely. It's unbelievable how precise. Because if you go look up Caesarea Philippi, well, first of all, Caesarea, uh, I guess that's how you pronounce it. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. But um, it's a province of Caesars. And so it has to do with power and might, physical power and might. And Philip, in the scriptures, uh, it is... It, it it also deals with the concept of power. It it's uh, Philip. Um, when you break it down, it it means lover of horses, um, and uh, a horse deals with strength. Um, but a horse is always like in the Old Testament. It gives us the key. It says the horses of Egypt are flesh. So 
when we're dealing when he's at the coast of Caesarea Philippi, you got to understand that here he's dealing with um, the outer form of man. He's dealing with the the flesh consciousness. So, um, so he's asking his disciples. The 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 uh, this is um, now. Understand Jesus here. He represents the I in you. Okay, and and uh, um, or you could say the Christ in you. Okay, um, and so uh, I and the Christ are the same thing in you, and Christ is all and in all. Okay, so. That's your true self. So he's here. The Christ is dealing with uh, the twelve faculties of mind um, in regard to the form of the body, uh, and we could even say body consciousness. So, so who do men say that I? I think it's great how he says, "Who do men say that I say that I, the Son of Man, am?" and Let's look at what he said. That they say fourteen, and uh, they said uh, some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elijah, is Elias, Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. All right. Well, if that's the case, they certainly they certainly do believe in reincarnation. All right, because these guys have been in the grave a while. So. Uh, uh, but he says unto them. Now, notice that uh, two questions. Why did he put it to them in two questions? You know, you got to ask yourself. You know, what's the deal here? Why two questions? And um, because there's there's two ways to answer this, depending on uh, how you're how you're looking at the, the absolute truth. All right, you're going to see it through the form, or you're going to see it through the substance. All right. But he says, "Well, who do you, who do you say that? Who do ye say that I am?" All right. And notice that he, the first one: Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And then the second one: But whom do ye, whom do whom say ye that I am? Well, I am is the name of God, the Father. All right. I am that I am. Whom who, who what's your name? My name's the same to all generations. I am. Well, Simon Peter, he answers and says, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Well, here's the thing. Um, <clears throat> Peter's the faith principle. Right? And uh, Simon was a uh, was a fisherman. Okay, so he's 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 um he's weighing in the mind all of these ideas. Um, but here he goes acting from intuition. His, intu- his faith is being understood by his intuition as he looks past the form and into the substance. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Well, until you come to this revelation in your own um, self of who you really are, of who your identity, what, what your identity is, uh, it, you can't see it in someone else until you can see it in yourself. But once you know it, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, then you can see it in others. And you don't have to look to the form. You know, the man says, well, who do, who do men say that I am? Well, it's Michael Joseph, Jim Davis, 
But who who do you say that I am? Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God. You say, well, not I, I. Other men's gonna say that's Jim, that's Mike, that's Gil, that's Matt, that's Donna, that's Steve, on and on. That's Aunt. No, thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. He renames him immediately. Well, Barjona, what does it mean? Bar in in the Greek is son, and Jonah is um, the first uh, rendering of Jonah is the dove. Okay, so so the dove is the symbol of the of peace. So Barjona is a way of saying Simon, son of peace. Okay. Also, the second root of Jonah is Yayin, Y-A-Y-I-N, I think it is, Yayin. And that, that means wine. And that's the first miracle that Jesus performs. He turns the water into wine. He calls him Simon Barjona. He's not looking after the flesh anymore. He's not looking after uh, heredity. You know, hey, you're the you're the son of you know Joseph and Mary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were a carpenter. You worked down there in that. Uh, right now, that's not how he's looking at it anymore. Um, we are all the sons and daughters of the living God. Amen. So thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God. And he he continues, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee. In other words, you didn't get this through heredity. You couldn't get this through race consciousness or form consciousness. Um, through matter or uh, that kind of thing. But my Father, which is in heaven, that's how you got this. Okay, so let's just go on over here to verse 18. Uh, I lost my place. Uh, Verse 18. Okay, verse 18. Okay, here we go. He says, and I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and upon the gate and and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. What church? What rock exactly is he talking about? Well, what just happened? He he's not looking at flesh form. He's not he's not looking at the at the world as it appears to him through his five senses or some people will say seven whatever uh through the senses flesh and blood in this in this form did not reveal this to you all right it came to you through uh the intuitive sense okay and and it came from to you from within because everybody knows, if you close your eyes, if, just just do this one one night, and just, just close your eyes, and and try to steal your mind to where there's no thoughts running through. And and what a real easy trick to do to steal your mind is tell your mind I'm watching. Just say, I you know, just tell your mind I'm watching you. And and you, it's funny, like the mind is like this 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 uh, rabbit orangutan. And once you tell it that you're watching it, it's like you know, if you can imagine an orangutan looking around going, someone's watching. <laughs> well, when someone starts to watch and you start watching your mind, it, start, it's, it slows way down. If you think of it as like a, um, a raging river of torrential thought, 
Well, when you tell it you're watching it, it slows way down. And when you when you get to that center where it, it slows slows way down almost to a stop, you'll take notice of yourself and ask yourself, what can I really prove here? I mean, am I? Do I even know if I'm still in the body or not? Am I in the body? Have I ever been in the body? I'll I'll go from there. I'm gonna build on that that last concept. Have I ever been in the body? All right. The body is a form. Okay, and and it that is our earth, and the body has its own consciousness. That is the earth. The I is the Christ. That's that's your true self. Okay, that's the spirit of God. That's that's God manifest or individualized if you will. All right. So <clears throat> notice that he the, the false church says, "Hey, we got the 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 popes here. We got Peter. We're building it on Peter. He's the first pope and we're going to build it upon that." Wrong. That's false. That's all that's all wrong. Um <clears throat> he's building it upon um looking past the uh the the forms. Okay, if you look like for instance, let's look at look at one form. Money is is nothing but a form. Okay, if you say money is my supply, well, you've you've just taken out the the truth. The truth is, spirit is your supply, and uh, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Spirit is your supply. So, this intuitive principle which comes from the Father who's in who's in heaven, the, the inner man, the, the Christ within, is the is the uh, the underlying uh, rock, the bedrock upon which the true ecclesia is built upon. And uh, well as long as we have our eyes focused on um, form, uh, well uh, that's all we can see. All right, but we have to look past that. Peter, he says, uh, "Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God." Well, how in the world did he come up with that? How can you look at a man and say, "Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God"? Well, they throw you right out of the church in New York Second today if you if you were to make that declaration in the church. All right, but he says he says unto uh, Peter, "I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven." Well, exactly what are these keys to the kingdom of heaven? Well, again, you're the, the thinker. The I in you is the thinker. And and these keys are your ability to affirm or deny. Uh, let your yea be yea and your nay be nay, right? And uh, um, you're the chooser. You're the thinker, the chooser. All right, and and so uh, now notice that your your inner man or your 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 eye. It's, it's language is difficult here, okay? But uh, the the inner self, the Christ self, or the the I in you, the I that is actually you, is 
has the keys here because they're the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever shall be bound on earth, well, what's the earth? The earth is the the form. Uh, The earth is the body. Okay? Um, Like, you know, your human body. Shall also be bound in heaven. Well, heaven is the, the realm of spirit. All right? And what shall be loosed on earth shall be loosed in heaven. In other words, he's making the two one here. All right? He's, he's not making... Uh, initially, there's a separation. Uh, ultimately, in the end, the two become one. All right? But there's a process. And one of the fundamental ideas here in this process... Um, that will begin to dawn on you is like, like let's just say, for instance, um, you go get your hair cut, right? I don't know, what, about every four weeks you get your hair cut, four to five weeks? And, um, well, there's my hair laying on the floor. And, uh, well, they're going to put it in a trash can and maybe they're going to burn it. I don't know. Off into the incinerator. Well, was I the hair? How can I be the hair? It's gone now. (laughs) So what I'm I'm going to propose to you is that the form, the body, is not the eye. The body is, um, um, well, eventually it will become, the two will become one. But let's just speak about it from, from the path, all right, where we find, most of us find ourselves currently where um, a lot of people, uh, what I'm about to say or what I'm saying now is almost seems heretical to them because um, how could how could you say this kind of thing? But but I'm not the body. Okay, I dwell in the body, but I am not the body. Okay, in other words, I I'm not even sure I dwell in the body. And the reason I can say that is. Um, well, I clip my fingernails on a regular basis, and often trash they go, never to be seen again. And I'm pretty sure I'm not nose, and uh, I'm not the hair. So then it dawns on me, it just dawns on me that uh, I'm not the body. I'm not in the body. And the Bible does the body does the Bible does the scriptures address this? Well, sure enough, it does. In the in the book of Acts, it says, "I am I am in the Father." Well, no, it says, "I live, move, and have my being in God." And in another place, it says, "I am in the Father, and the Father's in me." So, you could say that Christ, or the I, um, is the totality of the Godhead, and that's why they say in Colossians that uh, Christ is all and in all. So when it talks about the resurrection from the dead, so to speak, in the scriptures, it's it's talking about okay, the Christ laid down, okay, in the in it's hard to say it. Uh um I I'll say it like this, but it's not true. Um laid down in the body of man. Um, I say it like that only because it gets it done, but it's only our ignorances that that allow for that analogy. 
all right but when we come to the truth of our of our true identity that you know i i my not not michael joseph i I don't know what that is that's all made up that's a fiction it's something that you know that you know the creature which is my body conscience made up all right and in and society forged it in me okay so then the next the next question that comes to mind is well you're making these distinctions here between between the Christ which is which is our our true identity the i in us or the i am and and you know the body and i'll say yes yes i am that is true all right but the body is just a form of me it's not okay it goes back to the old the, the parable where Jesus has been fasting at Matthew 4 and he and and here comes that old wily devil he says uh you know <laughs> the uh, uh the so-called uh, body consciousness says look I know you're starving but uh, you see the stones there if you turn those to bread we can go out and eat but the what he's saying really is it's a, it's a test. And notice how Jesus responds to him. He says, "Look, thou shalt not, you know, tempt the Lord thy God." What a response! Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Why? Because the same Spirit that's able to bring forth rocks into our experience can easily bring forth a banquet to feed us. Right? He he brought forth the. Uh, Enough to feed five thousand out of you know five fishes and two loaves. Uh, so the question is, are we going to look solely to the form and walk according to the forms that we see, which leads us into error? Because then we start trusting on the forms, and we're and so fundamentally, what comes the question that comes down to is number one. What is our trust? Where is our trust going to be? And number two, uh, what is what is desired of me? Okay, that's how I'll do it. The I will call will call uh, the Christ. Okay, and then body consciousness will call me. Okay, so what is fundamentally required of me? And the I, let me let me further define it, is spirit, and the me is mind, mind and body, mental faculties and body. Okay, so it turns out that uh, that the answer is given at John seventeen thirteen. Let me go right real quick here. John seventeen thirteen. Let me get my sword. Uh, no, John seventeen three. I was wrong. John seventeen three. He says, Jesus speaking, and this is life eternal. What is it? That you might know the only true God. All right. That's life eternal. That you might know the only true God. All right. Well, know how. In other words, he's saying, like, if you know the, the true God aright, then you're going to have eternal life. So, so what's required of me 
is to turn my thoughts Godward, to turn my thoughts spiritward, uh, towards spirit, to to come into, if you will, atonement or attunement. Um, and only I can choose that. I can't I can't make anybody else do the work for them. I have to make the choice for myself. And, you know, some days I might choose 20 minutes. Some days it's eight hours. I don't know. I'm the chooser. Uh, all that we can do for other people is um, uh, set the feast before them, but they have to do the choosing. All right? And uh, let's see. Let's see. What came to my mind just then was Hosea 6 6. Let's go there. Hosea 6 6. He says, uh, For I desire. It's a question again. Well, what does God want? And let's just let's remove God. Let's remove, if we want to know God aright, because it's, it's foundational that we know God aright if we are to put on the, the immortal form. All right? So if we're going to know God aright, we can't know God is God. We can't know God is love. We can't know God is spirit. Those are adjectives. That's not really the foundational truth there. Those are uh, uh Garments that you put on and take off. Okay, um, but what is God? Well, I am my nature, my way. I am that I am. I am. What's your name? Who shall I tell him sent me? I am sent you. All right. So he says, for I desire mercy and not sacrifice and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. So, all the way back there in the Old Testament, we don't have to go to the New to, to get down. Here it is in the Old Testament. Hosea, the book, Hosea means Savior. And the knowledge of God is, is being put forth as primary. It's it's primary. It's the, it's the foundation that we... And, and why is it so important that we... Um, come to learn the knowledge of God, the the I am in us. The uh, in in it has to start within us before it can become us. The, the the ultimate truth is, I am that I am, and you can't say any anything past that. I mean that's it. That's the end. That's the end of the road. But here we are. We find ourselves, you know in this flesh vehicle <laughs> so so what is it exactly you know i mean wh- what's the deal here well in john chapter 8 verse 32 he says in those days you will know the truth and the truth will set you free now you know i went to church for a long time and they said well if i just have this belief then i'll be set free but it says here you know from the words of uh Yahushua, that you're gonna you, you gotta learn the truth, the knowledge of God, and the knowledge of God and the attunement, the atonement will set you free. Uh when you attune your spirit to the spirit of God. Well, as we get into that same, I'll say, attunement, we align the eye Within within us to the in other words our mental faculties and the me are turning towards the I, and we're realizing that the I in me 
is Christ. And we can say with absolute certainty, I am the Son of God. All right? And and you can only say that when you, when it dawns on you, when it comes and when it re, when it's revealed to you, when and it and it only comes through revelation, because he says the the bedrock of my church is through this revelation or intuitive process. All right. So so when that you know when that happens, we've finally we've discovered our true identity, who we really are. And and look, let me ask you a question: Is there any death in in God? In other words, when we when we t- uh, well, the answer is no. But is there any sickness in God? No. No. But but when we look into the world today and we see these forms that we that we move, we see sickness in them, we see death in them. Um, why? Well, again. Um, you know the 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 fifteen thousand mile journey wasn't taken. And you had to take the first step towards it. You can't just step one, you're done, right? And and turning, turning, choosing, and turning. Uh, uh, the scriptures calls that repenting, and and turning back towards uh, you know um, the understanding of. Um, all that I have is yours, son. In other words, when the prodigal son he came back, uh, the father saw him coming a long way out. Amen. As he turned, the father saw him coming. All right, and and it's because when we turn like that, we're no longer relying upon the supply that we can generate in me. In other words, the first question that Jesus asked. Who do men say that I am, right? We're no longer saying, all right, you know, I got this nice job. I'm making some nice money, you know. I'm I'm doing all right. (laughs) (laughs) It's nothing, okay? But when when we return to Father's house, if you want to be generous to somebody, be as generous as you want to be because it's all God's. It's all God's to begin with. And what, you can't be as absolutely generous as you want to be to somebody? Be over generous, okay? Because what did he say? What did he desire? He said, I desired mercy. Well, go look up that word mercy. It means loving kindness. Amen. Right? And some people have even um, said it's um, charity, but not charity like you think. It's it's um it it the 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 best way I can say it is loving kindness love love each other is what he's saying here and uh, um, so can't we can't we um, when we begin to see that okay the scripture says all the earth is mine and the fullness thereof okay and you say to yourself well there's no coincidence there's no sickness and divine mind these kind of things and you say well how come my buddy over here is sick well all the earth is mine well in other words what he's saying here is that body that you're that you identify yourself with right now um that's yours that's been granted to you okay to it's been granted to you to steward 
All right, and it's been granted uh, to you to cultivate, like you're cultivating and and uh, like a farm, like you're the you're the husband, you're the farmer. All right, but if you begin to identify as the body, then you fall asleep to the spirit. Your spiritual eyes are put out, and that's the ancient story of Adam and Eve and the serpent in the in the garden. Serpent is the central nervous system. You could even call it the spinal cord, and uh, um, Adam and Eve on on one level is Ida and Pingala, uh, the two the the twin snakes. Um, but you know, we don't want to do that. We 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 now we've we've raised our conscience consciousness that we know that we're not the body. And, and do the meditation I was telling you about. See what you can prove to yourself. When you're sitting in your center, you're sitting in absolute peace, ask yourself what you can prove. Go through it. Ask yourself as many questions as, as you'd like. I guarantee you ain't going to be able to prove much. <laughs> if you can prove you're in the body, you're a better man than I. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. All right. And sometimes, if you're lucky... If you um, have brought yourself to such atonement or attunement with um, with spirit, you might even step out of the body and realize, uh, so to speak, so to speak, and stand behind it and realize, uh oh, now I got a real problem. <laughs> I'm standing behind it. You know, whatever it is, it's not me. How could I be standing behind it? So. Uh, remember, Jesus said, I have the power to lay down this body and pick it right back up again. The body is form. Okay? And when we... Let's look at different forms. I mean, money isn't money, just a form. A money is a form that we can, um, based on a, uh, a principle, a mental construct which allows us to engage in higher forms. Is it real? Well, let me ask you this. Is the state real? Or is the state merely a set of ideas in which um, a compact is developed in which men will decide that they will, uh, they will live peacefully together according to its structure? Well, is it real? Well, the answer is it can't be real. And and so the only way that it can exist is through kind of a lie. And um, you'll hear them called um, legal fictions. Uh, well, that's right. They are legal fictions. and uh, But it's the only way that the state can, can exist because the, the truth is, the truth simply is I am. And that's it. You know, we could just hush up and go home after that. I am. And that's it. I mean, you could just distill all the lectures and all the rhetoric and all the books down to I am and go home. Just meditate on I am and just think <laughs> on I am. And um, eventually, uh, all the revelations required will come to you. Brother, can I interject here for a second? Yes, when, you, when you're talking about, you know, that being a, 
a fiction and things are it's it's not real until we focus and put our mind on it and then it it becomes uh and we become partakers of that you could say that fiction or that lie because it it, it's just there and they set forth those you could say those laws or whatever the case it may be but it's nothing to us until we put our thought upon it or our thinking upon it and and we see it we partake of it that's 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 correct yes sir that's right we give it life yes sir that's what i was trying to say thank you yes sir that's exactly right it, it's it's a fiction in the from the context that um whatever michael joseph is it's all made up it's 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 a tool that um, i use see how language fails it's a tool that uh, is used of me to um to get around in this in this body consciousness and to enter into contracts and things of that nature all right but it's not really uh it's not the absolute truth now in the absolute if we came to uh, atonement attunement with the uh with the father i i am in the father and the father's in me then we would realize well um all the all the earth is mine and the fullness thereof and um, I could give to my heart's content. I could give and give and give and give and give and know that there is more abundance coming coming forth because there's no lack in there's no lack in I am. Amen. There's only lack in me. There's only lack in the in the body consciousness because it 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 perceives the world through through the sense the sense organs. Yeah. So you know I, I guess. That's really what I don't want to beat this horse to death here, but I I just what what struck me this this past week is that um, you know when I was sitting in meditation I I could not for sure say that that I was in the body I couldn't and and I've actually been out of the body and and by the way the Bible even talks about that uh, Paul says hey to be absent from the body is to be present with the lord and clearly he's not a suicide cult leader right because <laughs> he then turns around and says um hey we're willing you know i mean we when do when do we get a chance to go you know and um to be absent from the body and to be present with the lord all right so uh yeah, when we when we put down the me, the body consciousness, we we are stepping into the I, and there's no lack there. There's there's that's that's what we we're talking about when uh, in well we've been talking about for years now, um, is that stepping uh, into that consciousness uh, up in you know what the Bible calls going up into the high mountain. Um, you know, and uh, uh, sort of losing um, the consciousness of the body, putting it down, so to speak, putting it down and picking up the um, unity consciousness or uh, global consciousness. So that I think I think that's the way to say it, actually. 
I think it's the way to go is that when you think of the eye from here on out, don't think of it as singular to your body consciousness. Think of it as um, unity with everything. And and just remember um, Simon Barjona's words, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And you know who you are. That's who you are. The Christ, the Son of the Living God, the Anointed, the Son of the Living God. All right, and um, that's pretty. That's beautiful, really. I mean, that's beautiful. So, hey, if we can attune our consciousness to to that consciousness, and there ain't no fiction there. And how can you know? Because signs precede that. They do not precede that. They precede that. They follow. All right. If we can attune our consciousness to unity with God, then uh, maladies such as ill health or lack of money or wealth, whatever you want to say, those fall away. And they're replaced with uh, with abundance, you know. And you can just be as as cheerful and loving as you can possibly. You, you can't outgive God. You think you can? Well, just give it away. Give it all away, and God will replace it. <laughs> I mean, I you know, I my life has been kind of a a. Uh, by the way, um, I. I would say my life has been an, an image of that, but not willingly, okay? Don't think for one second that I willingly gave away all my wealth, okay? I did not. <laughs> In <laughs> fact, it almost seemed like it was taken from me, okay? <laughs> but, you know, in in that process of, of, um, of humbling the me, um, um, I came to know my true identity, and um, you know, I was talking to my wife this uh, past weekend, and um, I look back on some of the things that uh, I I used to dread and hate uh, that happened happened to me, uh, and now I look back on them and go, wow, if if those things had not happened, I would not be where I am today. I would not have the spiritual growth and understanding. Because I would just be an arrogant asshole that I was, you know, years ago. But uh, but now that those things happened, you know, I give give praise for those things. Give praise for the people that played my enemy. They played the role of my enemy. Well, it turns out they weren't my enemy. I was able to come to a better place. So how am I to judge good and evil? when the guy that I thought was my enemy actually helped to bring me to a better place. You know? Amen. Right, right, right. It's only when we look through the duality, when we look at life through the aspect of duality, hot, cold, good, evil, whatever, that kind of thing. But we need to start looking through life as a, um, I don't know, one guy will say in, in the analogy as a unity, but I I'll, I would propose to you as a uh, a trinity that uh, the one thing that we leave out, and uh, I say that we, you know, 
mankind before he enters into the restoration or the redemption is leaves out God and and he leaves out I am and you can't really come to the revelation of what what is I am until you start to really meditate on it you have to just stay stick on it just just don't leave it night and day you know i am and then it'll come to you i mean it will come to you in a way that's you know everybody's different but it'll come to you in a way that you know i who do men say that i am well michael joseph <laughs> well what's that <laughs> i mean what's that really right What's that? Well, now when you when you get down with this, go back and read your Bible with brand new eyes and brand new ears. What you think Jeremiah was not a manifestation of God in in a different, you know, he he bore the J J E. That's a divine that's a divine title in the in the way the scriptures are encoded, encrypted. J E in the scripture is um, any any name that starts with J in the scriptures is a divine name well you know you could say well the hebrews they started with the h and the greeks started with an i well just stick to the code if it starts with a j it's a divine name all right <laughs> if you're reading the king james all right <clears throat> and you, all of a sudden boy does the word open up to you in ways because it shows you the natures, the inner natures of 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 how how it all works, and um, and that uh, in reality, you might say to yourself, "Well, I was driving in in this car today, and I'm going to flip I'm going to flip script on you." No, the car exists in you. <laughs> <laughs> The car is in you. Uh, yeah, and so what it does is it opens up, it opens up the door uh, for relationships in a much more. Um, well, it's it's deeper. It's it's real. It's 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 no, it's no more superfluous and uh, just skin deep, as they say, type of thing. It's 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 actually a real thing where we can we can look past. Um, the skin deep stuff and be be vulnerable uh, uh, in front of each other and just realize that um, at our core I am and that's it. Yeah. All right, what do you think, man? Brother, that was fantastic and great. Uh, you know, like you were talking about that that. It's all within us, like you said, the cars within us or everything is within us, but it manifests outwardly. You know, even the scriptures tells us we're written epistles to be seen of a man. And we're not to hide our light under a bushel, but we're to let it shine, you know, from a mountaintop, hypothetically speaking. I mean, that's. And we're going to be known by our fruits. Our fruit is but what what we say, what we do, how we act within within this temple, not only to ourselves and our families, but to everyone 
around us. You'll know us by our fruit, by what we produce. But I know man, if they're in the earthly consciousness, they, they look at it like, well, <coughs> even though they, they desire it within and they, they get it, but when you go to the point where, like, the people get the Lamborghinis or the, how can I put it, the Rolls Royces and things, to some people it goes to their ego. And right. they have to walk around like a rooster strutting itself around there where all the hens can see it. You know what I'm saying? And That's the only reason they got it for the hens, right? <laughs> oh, yes, sir. And, but the thing is, we're not supposed to act that way. He says, you know, what you do in secret, the that divine I am is going to reward you openly. I mean, it's going to manifest. But if we go with that attitude... You know, like I was saying earlier about that uh, hen walking around like he's something or the rooster walking around like he's something and everybody else is beneath or below him and making sure that they project it out there so that all could see, look what I got. You know, that ain't going to last long because he says when we do that, what we have will be taken away. And, you know, we're not we're not to allow ourselves to get to that point because everything comes from within and it manifests without. He says, as above, so below, as within, so it is without. And our hidden desires are made known before all. There's, you know, it's not hidden. There's nothing hidden. Because what we think within ourselves, it will manifest on the outward. And man will see or the, you know, it, it will manifest on the outward appearance, but also by what we speak, they're going to know our true heart, what we're thinking and how we think about it. Is our heart really right with the divine creator? Or is it just that we're putting on a show? And everything you were saying, Michael, oh man, I mean, that praise Java for that because, and that. I mean, because that helps us get a broader and wider and deeper understanding. I mean, when we, it's like that facet, all those different. You know, depending on how how you hold it in the light, where those flickers come off of it, but it's still all the I am. And we're looking at it. I'm looking at it from one direction. Gil's looking at it from another. You're looking at it from another. And we're all talking about the same thing and seeing the same thing, but we're seeing it from our perspective and we're explaining it from, from the direction we're looking at it. That's why nothing's ever exactly the same, even when we explain something. Everybody has a almost the same, but yet a different explanation. And brother, man, praise Yahweh. I mean, I, I was blessed tonight by that. Amen. Oh, awesome, man. Awesome. Well, I had one other thought, too, that 
Sometimes people will come come to me and they'll say, well, how is it that some people can do certain things and others can't? And I say, well, here's the truth of the matter. Um, Your mind cannot, don't even try to wrap your mind around spiritual matters. The Bible is very plain on this. It says the natural man receives nothing of the spirit. So don't even try to work your, your mind to try to understand spirit. You can't do it. It's impossible. But here's here's what here's the here's the truth. Some people are born with spiritual gifts. It's just what God gave them. And the scripture is very clear on this that that we all have been given a gift and and we are to, you know, find that gift that we have and we're to nurture it, nurture it and work it. Um and I'm reminded of uh, you know, um Gary Ray, he had he had spiritual gifts. And sometimes people would say to me um, things like, well, how do I develop those gifts? How do I get those things? Well, you you absolutely can do it. Every single one of us can develop those gifts. But some are born with, some are born with it, and they just have it by birth. And others have to um, demonstrate them. And how, how are they demonstrated? Turning your mind towards complete reliance on God. Amen. Don't try to mess with the occult and bring it forth this way or that way or whatever. Forget all that. That's a waste of time. You might get some temporary satisfaction, but it's but in the end you ain't gonna you ain't gonna be happy. <clears throat> just you just have to understand you turn your whole being towards the sufficiency of God. And 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 these things will begin. It's like the old uh, you, you you put the the plant in the ground. You know you don't have fruit day one, right? <laughs> but the fruit is in the seed. Yes, sir. The fruit is in the seed, but you don't have the the fruit from day one. And now let's let's look at the opposite of that. Let's listen to this. Back back to Hosea. I just looked a couple of verses down while you were speaking, Jim, and. Check out Hosea 6, 9. It says, And as troops of robbers wait for a man, so the company of priests murder in the way by consent, and they commit lewdness. Well, look at look at the, um, the, the church system today. Don't they appoint each other into office? Don't they decide who's going to be the next guy, the next muckety-duck, and who's going to be, the, uh, who's gonna be the, the helper and all that? No, they, they decide themselves. They vote themselves into office. It's a self-contained thing. And how do they murder in the way? By consent. And that's what we were just talking about a minute ago about these legal fictions and how man breathes life into them. Well, when you consent to them, that's what what the Scripture calls murdering in the way um, because it's taking us away. It's taking our eyes away from the the fullness of God and and turning them towards the lack in me. Yes. Okay. When in reality, you see how that's a fiction? The reality in me is the totality of the Godhead because I in me, I am the vine and ye are the branches. If you abide, right? So... They murder in the way through consent, but the consent is like um, it's it's like a um, 
it's really not even fair because if you don't know you have a choice, you really don't have much of a choice. No, that's uh, true unless you let's allow. Let's go find. See if I can go find that wayward woman for a minute here. Just hold one second here. Let me see if I can find her. She's in the Proverbs. Let me see if I can't find her. Maybe it's in seven. Um, oh, here she is. Here she is. Uh, Proverbs chapter seven. I'll read the whole chapter because it's really. So, my son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee. So when you come to know the truth of the commandments, which all of them are distilled down to one fundamental idea, and it's love, Amen. right? Yes, sir. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, your soul, your mind. Well, when you understand your identity, um, I, I, and the Father are one. I and I am are, let's see, I am in the Father and the Father's in me. You see, because I and I am, that's objectively, that's all you can say. Period. He says, keep my commandments and live in my law as the apple of thine eye. What is that? Keep my commandments and live. And I'll I'll continue. And keep my law as the apple of thine eye. Well, what is this church running around telling everybody that the law has been done away with? Well, (laughs) what they ought to be be saying is, is it's better to walk in grace. Um. It's best to walk in grace, in in attunement with the sufficiency of God. But do we frustrate the law? Do we then go break the law? Absolutely not. We do not. We uphold the law. The scripture says, God forbid, right? No, we uphold the law. He says, bind them upon thy fingers where you work with your fingers. Write them upon the table of thine heart. That's what you feel with. Yes. Say unto wisdom, thou art my sister, and call understanding thy kinswoman, that they may keep keep thee from the strange woman, from the stranger which flattereth with her words. Now here, this strange woman is a church system, all right? And whether you call it church or state, it's the same thing. <laughs> Let's read about her. For at the window of my house, I look through my casement. Well, what's the window of your house? Those are your two eyes. Yes. You're looking out your eyes. And what did you see? And behold, uh, and beheld among the simple ones, I discerned among the youths a young man void of understanding. Well, I have to confess that was me. All right. And I, and passing through the street near her corner, Boy, they got one on every corner, don't they? Yes. And he went the way to her house. Man, she promised me salvation. She gave me a lethal dose, as like Bob Dylan said. He, she said, "Come in, I'll come in." She said, "I'll give you shelter from the cold." And all she did was give me death in the twilight, in the evening, and in the black and dark night. Why? What's this? In the evening, in the black and dark, in a t- time of total ignorance. And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of a harlot and subtle of heart. She is loud and stubborn. Her feet abide not in her house. Now is she without, now in the streets, and lieth in wait at every corner. Oh, man, do they have one on every corner. Where I live, they call it the Bible Belt. Boy, there's one on every corner. You said her feet did not... Sir? You were saying that I mean, when you were reading that, it says her feet does not abide in her house. 
feet represents right. understanding. The understanding is not in her house. It don't abide there. But it's telling us that they have the answer. That's right. So what are you going to knock on her door? She says, come in. She said, I'll give you shelter from the cold. Boy, you want to tell you what? She'll give you shelter, all right, so she can eat off of you. So she caught him and kissed him and with an impudent face said unto him, I have peace offerings with me. This day have I paid my vows. Therefore came I forth to meet thee diligently to seek thy face, and I have found thee. Now, well, let's see what she decked herself with. Let's see what kind of doctrine she's decked with. I have decked my bed with coverings and tapestry and carved works from the fine linen of Egypt. Well, Egypt is flesh consciousness. The horses of Egypt are are flesh. Fine linen, if you go to the um to the um book of Revelation, uh fine linen is defined in the nineteenth chapter as the righteous righteous acts. But notice that this church has decked uh, their their bed. In other words, in other words, the analogy is here: a man and a woman going to lay down in coitus. Uh, this one here has decked their bed with the fine linen of Egypt. It's all flesh. It's all. Come on, let's sing a couple of songs and get get moving. Let's let's triple clap, baby. Get you feeling good. Pass that plate about three or four times. We need us a love offering, a help offering, a building offering. and Okay, if you got any more, we'll take that too. Yeah, he needs a new Cadillac. <laughs> right. I have perfumed my bread, my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Oh, boy. I mean, in other words, she got the right stuff. But, oh, boy, she don't know what it means. Okay, she don't know what it means. Um. So what it's saying is it looks good, right? Especially to the to the simple. And and she says, um, "Come, let us take our fill of love into the morning. The morning is when the sun comes. So therefore, the morning has to do with the dawning of the light. And therefore, they're taking their love in the time of ignorance. Let us solace ourselves with love. In other words, we you know." We know that God isn't here with us. We're left here on our own is what they are teaching. And that hopefully one day God will return and set it all right. Well, that's our hope at least. But uh, see how they murder a company of priests murder in the way? Okay. Now listen to, listen to verse 19. For the good man is not at home. He is gone on a long journey. See what they teach? Yes, sir. But, but what does the scripture say? He says, I have, I will never leave you. I am with you always to the end of the age. Amen. Well, if he, he's with us always to the end of the age, then the I in us is Christ, and Christ has never left us. And, and the resurrection of, of Christ in us is the dawning and the revelation that I, I am the son of the living God. Amen. Hallelujah. He he had taken a bag of money with him and will come home at the day appointed. Uh, see, see, he's he's going he's going to come and he's going to set it all right. In other words, right? With her much fair speech, with her much fair speech, she caused him to yield. With the flattering of her lips, she forced him. Right? I mean, I mean, yes, forced. Sir. I mean, we're talking even to the point where it's like you know, 
uh, even on the level of rape here, right? Yeah, they're taking uh, the kingdom by force, remember? Right. Okay, well, what what does he do? Remember, this is a simple one. What does he do? He go with the her straight way. <laughs> <laughs> she looks good, man. I mean, yeah. think of a woman that's dressed up, man. She's got all the right curves, man. She's ready to go, you know. And, boy, I tell you what, she looks good. Yeah. Well, he went to her straight way. <laughs> and he says, as, as an ox goeth to the slaughter or as a fool to the correction of the stocks. Yes, sir. He says, till a dart strike through his liver as a bird hasteneth the snare and knoweth not that it is for his life. All right. Well, there was a guy out here a while back. He may still be doing stuff, but his, his name was Walter Veith. And Walter Veith had a series of videos that he did called Total Onslaught. And and they used to start out in the video, and he was an incredible historian, Walter Veith, by the way. Um, and he, he would start the video with, like, this isn't a battle for land. This isn't a battle for, you know, money and wealth. This is a battle for your soul. This is a battle over you. Amen. Yeah, man. Because if they can lead you into into a stray where you're you're you think that you're worshiping the true God, you think that you're going to her altars, and when she's a whore, okay, then look at what the Bible thinks of it. The Bible thinks that this church is an absolute harlot. And the scripture hey, also. Verse. Go ahead, Jim. Oh uh, no, the scripture says I didn't mean to cut you off, brother. The scripture said there's a way that seemeth right unto man. But the end thereof is destruction and death. It's going along with exactly what you're saying, brother. Well, let's keep going here because we're going to get to that. Verse 24. <laughs> so in scripture, man, I tell you, don't leave you wanting if you if you know where to look. He says, Amen. hearken unto me now, therefore, O you children, and attend to the words of my mouth. In other words, you simple ones, listen up. Quit, you know, he says, let not thine heart decline to her ways. Let not thine heart decline to her ways. Go not astray in her paths. For she hath cast down many wounded. Yea, many strong men have been slain by her. Her house is the way to hell, going down to the chambers of death. Now look at what the Bible calls the modern church. <laughs> the way to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, man, I mean, I'm laughing because it's so sad because, I mean, I guess I'm laughing because I was there, man. She had me hook, line, and sinker. It's what I was raised in, you know. Mom and Dad took me to that, and, and boy, and she had me, man. I think we were all part of that at one time, brother, but, you know, Yava had better things for us. And even that analogy that go along with what you're saying right here, brother, not to, to cut you off for nothing, that you remember when the Messiah teacher said on the outside, they're all clean and washed, looking pious and thinking there's something. But on the inside, they're full of dead men's bones. Yes. It's, they stand in the gate, which is the, supposedly they're supposed to be the knowers of truth. And they're supposed to be teaching the truth. They stand in the yes. gate and do not go in. And they don't suffer no one else to go in either. I mean... That's what's happened in this day and time now, even in, you know, in the analogy, 
when he beat the money changers out of there. He says, you know, you made it a den of thieves. It's supposed to be a house of prayer. It's talking about we're that house. We're the ecclesia, the body electric. But man has perverted it. We lend our ear to the, our itching ears to the sound of the harlot and, you know, all that negative. That's why it tells us, you know, he says that thou hearest my voice and another voice thou will not listen to. If our hearts are pure and sincere, then we will keep our eyes single and on that divine truth and law like Michael's bringing forth tonight here in the in the scriptures that if we if we lay hold of that lay hold of the uh, lay hold of the horns of the altar i mean i mean take it and take it in the right and left hemispheres of the brain and bring it together in communion to where i mean where it makes sense to where we can take it and apply it and do it that's how we become to know it, by applying it. I I'm not a believer, I'm a knower. Because if we say we believe, and there again, he even used the analogy, said even the devils believe and they know. Talking about the negative adversarial minds. So we have to know, we just can't believe. We have to know. And the only way we're going to know is by applying it and doing it then it will prove itself by manifesting in our lives and we will know that we know that we know absolutely absolute and i'm sorry brother i got a little carried away there but continue on no i think it's great man it's great i mean you're i mean that's that's the thing you're you're right on the money is that um you can go and you can sit at a pastor's feet and, and if you've come to sit at Jim or I's feet, please don't. Please don't do that. If, if you don't hear anything tonight but one thing, just know that the name of God is I Am and focus on that. And if you don't hear anything else, focus on I Am. And and then you then the scripture says in, in um, the Gospel of Thomas, and I know they didn't canonize it, they should have. And if you read it and understand it, you'll know why they didn't canonize it. Because it's a it's a flamethrower to the modern church, but uh, says when you make the two one, then you will know and you will be known. Hallelujah! You will be known. Amen. Yeah, brother. man. It's really kind of when you when you when you begin to see this, then and, and you you begin to prayer even takes on a whole different form. Because prayer, again, what are you going to tell an all-knowing God? You know, except that you just what what do you what do you want from me? You know what I mean? The, the question the question to God is me me body consciousness my mind this this mind and this body what do you want from me? You know, and and he says in Hosea six six, love and the knowledge of God. Well, how are you going to get the knowledge of God? You certainly ain't going to get it going down here to uh, to these churches on the corner. You'll sit there a lifetime, and every single year you'll be on the wheel. And that's what the ancients used to call day in and day out, okay? In other words, if you 
got up in the morning, you went to work, came out, went to bed, and and you got up the next morning, went to work, came out, went to bed. You're on the wheel. You're gonna be on that wheel in church where you you start you start around March and you're doing Easter. And time you come around March next year, you're doing it again, and you ain't ever grown one bit. You're on the wheel, friend. You know, it's like let's get off that wheel. You remember? And, uh, 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 you remember when uh, uh, White Wolf uh, he used to say back uh, when uh, Moses uh, uh, asked the Creator a question, and he told Moses, "Why are you crying out to me? That I've given you basically everything you need. You know, it's already done." So why are you crying out to me? Because, you know, the scripture tells us I and the Father are one. And he says there, he set before us life and blessing and death and evil. But it's our choice which one we're going to choose. And so many people, we go get on our knees and browbeat ourselves, hoping that God will hear us. And uh, that's the way the church teaches us to pray. When the scripture says that he will come unto us and that he will enlighten us, give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And if if we speak forth those things that are there and apply them, they will literally come into manifestation. Because as you were saying earlier, like the scripture says, I and the Father are one. I can do nothing of myself except what I see the Father do. The flesh can do nothing of itself except what the mind tells it to do. And the mind, the spirit, which is the mind, I mean, you could look it up in the Strong's Concordance. I believe it's 4151. Strong's Greek. And he... <coughs> uh, the mind, I, like, I can't lift my hand and tell my mind tells it to do that and that's why the 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 christ analogy was telling this flesh can't do nothing of itself only what the true i am in us tells it to do because i and the father are one and what we speak out whether it be a blessing or a cursing we will receive it in this life it may happen instantly. It may take a week, six weeks, or six months, or even six years. But it's coming around. The only difference is we don't remember it. Because it goes out. It says it takes so long a time of coming. Because it's coming back around that we forgot. And we're not even looking at it because it's coming up from behind. And it's going to hit us in the so-called caboose <laughs> and, and we don't understand why it happened because we forgot little did we know that we spoke it out every idle word that we speak we're going to have to give an account for in the day of judgment and the day of judgment is today today is yes. the day and now is the accepted time 
And that's the same way when we ask for a blessing or finances. See, because the way we've been taught from our youth and the way we were praying before, it seemed like God didn't answer it. It took forever for him to answer it because that's the way the church taught you to ask. If we absolutely just throw that out completely and stand on the absolute and really look at it from the point as I am God and God is me. I and the Father are one, like he says. I I in you and you in me. The only way I can be in him and him and me is be one and the same. He said he put himself into mankind in this fleshly body. And he's crucified daily. Because of the five senses, you could say in a way, because the, the feeling, the flesh, we were, how does it say? Uh, we're um, drawn away of our own lust and enticed. And by the, what we do and say, we crucify uh, the Creator afresh each and every day when we ought not to do that. Because we're in, a, in ourselves, we're separating ourselves from the Divine Creator like we're separate, like God's some, something else. That he's higher, he's way out there, and we got to pray to him. He says he sticks closer than a brother. And our brother has our genes. He sticks, close, sticks closer than that. He's the very breath we breathe, the very life essence in us. He said, while we're yet asking, or before we ask, the answer's already on the way. I mean, it, everything is done. He says six days he created and seventh day he rested from all of his works. That's all of his works from the beginning to now and even off into the eternity. It's all finished. It's already all done. We just got to reach up and claim it and know that it is. But we have to watch what we are asking for because it says the tongue is an unruly member. It sets on fire the very force of nature. And that word fire means destruction. Out of our mouth will come a blessing or a cursing. I wish you choose blessing, life and blessing, but nevertheless, it's your choice. He's already said it all before us and told us everything we know deep within ourselves that we are God, but we're playing this play, so-called play out of our life in a three-dimensional aspect. And we think that this body is us, but like Michael was showing earlier, this body is not us. It is not the I am. It's just the temple to carry the I am around. Right. I mean, it all... It all jointly fits together. Ooh, blessings unto the Almighty. And I, I mean, it's there. We have to see ourselves as God. I know people said, oh, man, I don't want to be held guilty for saying that. 
well, if you don't see yourself as God, then what do you see yourself as? How could you say that you're a son or a daughter of God if you don't, if you're not part of Him? Or, and what I mean by that, we are Him and He is us, and and we know that because it says we sang with Him at the dawn of creation before the world was. Now, if we weren't Him and He wasn't us before He ever made mankind. How could we sing with him in the beginning? Hmm. We are the thoughts of that divine creator being played out in a play. God is playing all the parts. But we're looking at ourselves as the individual. Or you could say you got the ego and you got the id. The id is the uh, is the individual part that that we're we're all one, it's all God, but yet it's the id that's playing the part of Jim and the id that's playing the part of Mike and all these, but we're seeing ourselves as individual people and that we're separate from one another. But even the Lakota Indians and Mo, even Cherokee or whatever, they'll all tell you, the Lakota Indians say, which means we're all related, we're all one. I mean, they they know that in their ancient teachings. But the churches is, you know, that's why they call it Babylon. They've confused us from youth up. That's why they say, if you give me your child for the first six years, and they'll be a Catholic for the rest of their life. Because hmm. that's when the mind starts changing. Because from birth till about six, in some cases seven years old they're walking in both worlds they're they're seeing the things the way it actually is but through them going to school that's where that's why they make the children go to school that early because they're programming them at an early age away from that to where they will learn to work and obey and listen to whatever they're saying you know, you got to listen to your peers. You got to do this. You got to do that. Remember when a child's real small? Hey, mommy, daddy, do you see my friend here? I'm playing with my friend. Well, what's your friend's name? Mary or John or whatever they call it. It's an imaginary friend. But you got to forget they're walking in both worlds. They came here. From eternity you know what I'm talking about in the spiritual sense and they're still walking in that they're being led in that till a certain age to where they get old enough to where they can start depending and eating for themselves and taking the bath and stuff the parents have to do all that before then and they're learning from their parents but I mean it, it's it's all there but we are that divine creator, and we have to see ourselves as that. I'm not going around tell people, I'm God, you got to listen to me. I'm not saying that. That's why the scripture tells us, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul. And the second is such, love your neighbor as yourself. 
because that's exactly who we are. He was reiterating the first one. Amen. Amen. He, he was confirming his word. He was showing us the distinct, distinction. There is no distinction. But we, that divine, eternal creator, knew that man was going to see himself separate from who we really are. And what is it says, a house that's divided itself against itself cannot stand. If you know that you're the divine, divine creators in us, and we know that it's the very life of our being, and we're sitting there saying that we're separate from that, aren't we dividing ourselves? And are we not being uh, believing a, a miss, and uh, you know we're going off into left field somewhere because we're being tossed in, to and fro by every wind of doctrine or every word everybody's telling us here there and everywhere i mean it's that's why it tells us to study to show ourselves approved workmen rightly grouping together the word a little here a little there everywhere the word i can get it from the old testament i can get it from the new testament i can get it from every country around the world and I can also get it from every person that I come in contact with. Because everyone's got a, a their own perspective. You know what I'm, I can learn from everybody. Because we're all part of each other. No one person has it all. I mean, because it, it's, it's there. If, I mean... And as I told y'all in the past, I mean, I'm blessed not only by Michael, but Gil, Donna, Maddie, and Gary, and everyone that comes on this call. I mean, because in each of y'all uniquenesses, y'all explain it in such a way. And, I, you know, White Wolf says, you know, as you're walking along, there's all these caches out there. All you got to reach down and do is pick them up. Or listen to it and take it in to your bosom, your pocket, or your heart. And you can use it. You can apply it. You, you have it from, you see it in one perspective, but someone else told you from their perspective. And you can add that to that. And it just broadens and broadens and broadens the, the picture. Like they say, uh, like in the hieroglyphs. You know, a picture is worth more than a thousand words or 10,000 words. I mean, it takes us all to make that picture and to put it together to get that true meaning of what it's really saying. Like Michael says, you know, when you tell your mind, I'm watching you. Just picture yourself as the creator and you watching that divine creator within you. That you're waiting in humble expectation to see the, the, the mighty glorious works of that ever living within you. And like you, you may have an out of body experience. Uh, many things could happen. I mean, 
But that's all part of what is. But see, the, the so-called churches that are supposed to have the knowledge and the truth, they're putting things out there, but they're holding the, the real truth from you so that they can get their gain. The blind leading the blind, and they both fall in the ditch. And that ain't, that's not what God intended for us. Like Amen. he said, he tells us, I am the Lord thy God, and there is none else. If he is the Lord our God and there is none else, then all there is is God. People say, oh, he was just saying there was, you know, another God. No, he didn't say that. He said, I am the Lord your God and there is none else. Because there's other scriptures that says, I am the Lord thy God, and thou shalt have no other gods before me. Before the me. The me is you and me. I and the Father are one and the same. That's what he was telling us. The body can do nothing of itself except what the divine creator tells it to do. But he gave us an individual aspect while we're playing this play and he gave us the ability to choose because God can do whatever he wants there's none higher so we have that free will and that choice I can choose to do that or not do that I could choose to help someone or not help someone I mean it's all there we just have to not look at it when we're praying and seeking and asking and doing. Don't see ourselves as the man, the flesh, like Michael was saying earlier, when we're given the praise and the glory and the honor to the... Because even the scripture says they worship the creature more than the creator. And that's what man is doing. We're seeing ourselves as this creature when we're really the creator. And when we go past all that, I'm telling you, you talk about blessings, you know, apples of gold and pitchers of silver. And, you know, he said he owns the earth and the fullness thereof. You, like Michael said earlier, you can't outgive God. Uh-uh. He said he loved you so much that he carried around in the palms of his hands that, you know, that, you know, you're the apple of his eye. If we take all of those things and look at the meanings of them and what he's saying, man, you talk about the valley of tears. Believe me, we'd be shedding a lot of them because we'd we'll be so enthralled and so relieved of the absolute majesty and truth of what it's really saying and that that you've you finally got a grasp on it and saw it you know what i mean that we're not being tossed to and fro like we used to be hmm. and that we can boldly boldly go to the throne of god or grace 
The reason we can go boldly to the throne of God is because we are Him and He is us. Just like, and He used our fathers as an example. Our Father as an example. You know, I don't go up to my dad with my hand over my head and say, hey, Dad, can I speak to you? I just walk up and say, hey, Dad, I got to ask you. I hear something in the background there. Somebody in the car? Sorry. Oh, okay. That was me. I'm sorry. I'll meet me. No, I understand, brother. I'm, uh, But when we when we go before our mother or dad i mean we can boldly walk up to them say hey mom hey dad you know i need to talk to you or hey mom or dad you got five or ten bucks and if they have it you know within your heart that they'll give it to you without question because they love you we can do that with the father we just got to quit looking at the flesh so much to be carnally minded or fleshly minded is enmity or hatred against God. But to be spiritually minded, to know who you are and what you are. I'm, I'm telling you, it's all there. We just got to really look at it from the perspective of who and what we really are which is that divine creator. And I know there's 10 billion different answers that people are giving us out there. But it says when that day, you know, that that day star dawns within you, when that light of true understanding, you know, fills your heart and the divine spirit opens up and shows you the eternal truth of what is, and no matter what they say, what they do, you'll never change. You'll, you won't go back to believing that. You'll listen to what they're saying. That's why it says, let God be true and every man a liar. Because it, oh man, it's all there. And I didn't mean to keep going on and on and on, but Michael, everything that you brought forward tonight, uh, I just, I mean, it just opened up these different things even more so to me, and I was just sharing them. I mean, because yeah, man, it, great. You know, because God, God don't make mistakes. You know, it says, yes, sir. it says Paul planted a quill of water, but God makes the increase. You know, uh, Michael Joseph planting the seed tonight. I guess I watered a little bit, but God's gonna make the increase. That's right. And uh, I mean, it's all there. God's on time every time, all the time. He don't make mistakes and he don't believe in chances or coincidences. It's the absolute of the absolute of the absolute. That's why he said, I am that. I am. Mm. Anything and everything you can possibly conceive and understand I am all that to you. We just have to... Check it out. Go ahead, brother. Jim, Jim, you said... I wanted to say just a couple of things, and there may be some... We could open it up to the folks, but uh, you, when you were talking a minute ago about how 
you know, it's it's such a stark um, statement to to have to, to come to the realization of your true identity. And you say, well, can you find anything in the scripture that will back it up? Well, yeah, there's two things uh, that came to mind because I asked myself as soon as you said that, Scott, we got to back it up in scripture for the folks that are going to be like, this guy's talking out of the side of this, you know. <laughs> so mm-hmm. let's say, so Jesus said to Peter, he said, look, man, if you don't let me wash your feet, and like you said before, the feet are your understandings. Yes. He says, if you don't let me wash them and make them clean, you're not going to have any place with me, number one. Okay, so apparently the way man is seeing things ain't exactly the right way. And he's saying, look, you're going to have to submit a little bit. You're going to have to you know, submit to the way I build the church, not the way you want to build the church as your own fame and glory and power. Yeah. And then number two, Let's go over here to Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 and 6. Now, this is a command. It says, let this mind be in you. All right? That's like saying, hold on a minute, get it right. This is the mind that should be in you, right? Let's say it that way. Yes. Now, which was also in Christ Jesus. All right? So here we're talking about whenever it, the Bible is not, the writers here were not lazy. When they say Jesus Christ, they're speaking to the perfect idea of man in God. When they say Christ Jesus, they're talking about the um, the Christ condescending into man. So when they're talking Christ Jesus, they're referring to a man, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who? Now let's then let's let's um let's the the next part is vitally important to wrap your mind around. Who? Being in the form of God. Well guess what? We're talking about a man which was in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God. Well, guess what? I'm in the form of God. So are so is so are you. So if you can hear my voice, you're in the form of God. Amen. And now, what what is what what was the thinking that was going on in Christ Jesus's mind? Thought it not robbery to be equal with God. So even in the form of God, in the me. Not the I, but the me. Thought it not robbery to be thought equal with God. And this is a command. Let this mind be in you. Yes. I mean, I, I'm, I guess I'm being emphatic. I'm sorry if I'm being a little over the top. But to the new, you know, to someone who might come along, you know, and listen to this and go, man, these guys are out in the left field. <laughs> All right. Well, no, we're not. Here's your here's your proof. This, this is the Bible. Bible is a is a sealed book, and it it uh, it defines its own terms. And so when he says, "Look, you know, um, I am in the Father, and the Father's in me, and I and the Father are one." There you go. Let this mind be in you, um, who being in the form of God, you know thinking it not robbery to be equal with God. That's right. Yeah, yeah man. And you know what? If you go to like Bollinger's, E.W. Bollinger's translation, I like his translation a little better because he goes to the strict strict Hebrew or the strict Greek here. He says, think this way in your heart, which was in Christ Jesus also, who being essentially in the essential form of God, including all the qualities which can be made visible to the eye, reckoned it not an act of robbery 
the being on an equality with God. Amen. Amen. Well, Jim, uh, we got a bunch of folk here. Uh, you want to see if uh, they got share some good news with us here, or what do you think? Amen, brother. I mean, the, they're all unmuted, so you can, I mean, you have something you want to ask them, and, and if they have something that they want to share, the I mean, the line is open, so feel free. Well, I certainly hope they'll come forth and share with us, so I'm just going to fall silent for a minute here. <laughs> Anyone on the call want to, I know someone's bound to have something that's great to bring forth, you know, a testimony or even just prayer or whatever it may be, or you just want to share something, feel free to do that. <clears throat> hey, Michael. Hey, Jim. This is Matt. Hey, Matt. How you doing? Hey, Matt. Hey, uh, man, I, I, it really is hard to, I'm sitting here meditating on the words that have been spoken and first of all i just want to say you know michael thank you for your 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 teaching and your willingness to to teach this stuff and and jim to host this every week you know i really really do appreciate the the effort and the and the time put in um but i every week you know i i listen to you you know start speaking from the word and the truth that was given to you to to teach and I it's just words just don't come to me I'm like I can't I, there's nothing really I can add you know to what you're saying so I've just been laying back here meditating on on what's been being said tonight and um, it, absolutely true I mean it, uh, this is stuff that I'm, I'm um, meditating on on a daily basis and i tell you what this week uh it's been a it's been a struggle this week and i think it's not just for me but uh i've seen a lot of of people struggling this week in particular um you know i you mentioned the hurricane and i again i'm like you michael i i don't um matter of fact i don't even have internet uh where i'm at (laughs) and my uh, my data package uh, ran out, and um, I added a ten dollar package, which gives you a, a gigabyte, and um, that lasted about oh I don't know fifteen minutes <laughs> with all the stuff that I've you know I research and watch and and stuff like that. But so first of all, I mean I've been without internet and. Uh, and it's um it really has shown me uh how much that i have relied on these these devices and this technology um and how that i've been um really you know addicted to it and you know i've known about this for for years as a matter of fact there was a um a neighbor um i'd say Gosh, now it's been probably ten years ago. She had a dream, and uh, and actually she dreamed the dream before I even she even knew who I was. And which is weird. That's another story in itself. Um, but she said that she had a dream that 
I had gotten rid of my, my smartphone and that I was frustrated because I'd gone back to a, just an old normal flip phone. And she said I, I was frustrated in the dream trying to text with the old way of, you know, texting. <laughs> and and um, I tell you what, I, I, I've thought about that dream a lot. And, and uh, I've said that this, this phone here is the last one. When it goes out, that's it. I'm, I'm just going to go back to an, an old phone. And now the way things are in the world, it's really, um, it, it seems uh, to me that to be a, a real, um, man, you talk about people addicted to their phones. And, of course, we've known this for years. You watch them go down the street and they're looking down at their phone. But, I mean, I've caught myself doing the same thing. And, you know, this week, um, just many, many people struggling struggling in, in their minds and in the circumstances. I had, matter of fact, this is the craziest thing, but I had a friend that um, told me this morning that he got shot at three times last night. And, whoa, it, yeah, he, he, um, he was staying at a friend's house and he was asleep on the couch and this guy comes in, I think it was the person's nephew or whatever, and he, you know, came in early morning, and I guess he was drugged out of his mind and uh, knocked my friend in the back of the head. Um, it actually knocked him out because he, he, he kind of woke up, and he knew he'd been hit, but he couldn't. Re- he, he didn't know what had happened. And the next thing he knows, he said he heard um, – the guy yell, you know, I'm going to get the gun. And my friend literally ran out of the house as fast as he could, Le- left his, his phone and his wallet, everything, you know, um, and fell down the, the steps, I mean, into a bunch of rocks and, um, you know, and three times, boom, boom, boom. And my friend is running down the street in the middle of the night, um, no shoes on, um, broke his toes, and um, he's running down the street, and he's checking himself because he doesn't know if the adrenaline was keeping him from feeling, you know, getting shot. So he's running, and he's looking down, looking to see, you know, if he had been hit. And bless his heart, I mean, he didn't know where he was. He didn't know, you know, how, how to he – didn't, he didn't know anything. All he knew was, man, I'm being shot at. And um, this is a – <clears throat> a really, really good friend of mine. And um, he uh, he said he sat down on the sidewalk. He finally found a store. Of course, it wasn't open. Um, and he just sat on the sidewalk. And he was thinking of, um, of course, his family. He said, I was thinking of my, my kid. I was thinking of my brothers and my sister. He said, I was thinking of you. And he said, you know, I started praying. And he said, Matt, I haven't prayed in a while. And he said, and while I was praying, he said, I was looking up. And he said, I started to say words. And he said, my my thoughts were directed to the inside of me. Amen. 
and into the uh, uh, and the internal. And he said, in that moment, he heard, "Be still, and know that I am God." Hallelujah. Amen. Mm. And you know, you know, I've never been shot at. I have. I've had a gun in my face before, but um, I've never actually been shot at. So, you know, I can I can only imagine the shock to the to the mind and the the trauma that took place in that moment. And you know, he 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 was directed inward. And he said to me today, he said, I know that I am. I know that that's, that's it. And so he, he is a different man today. He's a totally different person, um, obviously. Um, but I, uh, I know that, that um, he, he is, he, you know, he heard, he heard from, from the spirit. And I, uh, I pray that he, can continue in that in that thought in that meditative state and i mean he's meditated before but he said matt i've just you know been so busy trying to to make things work and and working and working and working and and he said i i haven't done the uh i haven't done the the practice of of meditating and and um so he said today he said i just got my butt spanked um and uh so you know his life is forever changed and um so and it's that was that's one thing but there's there's a lot of people this week that have gone through um just just confusion just it just and even me i mean i knowing the things i know um it's been a struggle for me to keep my to keep my mind on the truth and it's just i mean what you said last week about realizing God is and meditating on God is. And I literally have just been saying it over and over in my head when I, when I meditate and when I've been, you know, trying to steal the mind is God is, God is, God is. And just, you know, going with that thought, but it's, it's, it's definitely been, (laughs) it's been wild, but the truth is, um, what's been spoken tonight and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And I, I do believe that, um, and I said this to my friend and we've said it to each other this week. I really do believe that, that, um, that God is working. He is working in, in the people and me, he's working in my friends. Um, and you know, it's, a, it really is about trusting in, in, in the spirit and not walking after the flesh because, man, you look around you, you look at the news, you look at everything going on, and, I mean, it. knowing what I know, it depresses me. So I can't imagine what people um, that don't have the truth and the knowledge of God, I can't imagine what they're going through in, in their spirits and their minds. And, and so my heart goes out, you know, to um, – to, because you know we're all one, so my heart goes out to them, and and I pray that um, like Jim, you know, I, what you prayed earlier before we started the call that that um, that this will be uh, used to turn people's hearts inward, just like what happened to my friend. That um, 
that they can go in to the throne room and they can know that I am. And um, so anyway, I just wanted to say I've, I'm, I've heard, I mean, I'm listening and I'm going to put this into practice. Um, Amen, brother. Uh, when yeah. I hang out the phone, I'm, I'm definitely going to be going into the throne room. And, and it's true. I mean, it, it absolutely is true. I, I know by experience the things that I've been, the things that were spoken to me. And, and um, so thank you guys very much um, for the word thank tonight. You. Thank you for thank your you, testimony. Beth. And like you said, there's no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Yava took care of him. He went to a place where he, you know, he meditated. He, he went within himself, and he heard the voice of the Creator say, "Be still, and know that I am God." Mm. I mean that. Yes, sir. I mean, there's nothing that God cannot. There's nothing that isn't God, and that God can't do. He can do all things. And he also told us all things are possible unto us. Talking about while we're in this fleshly body. If we realize and understand, it's already all, it's all done. And he tells us, hold not up the unclean thing. These people out there that have these unclean thoughts and stuff, and they direct them at people. But if we walk in... If we walk within ourselves with joy, happiness, goodness, and seeing yourself blessed and your family blessed and prospered, and don't take no for an answer. Every time something negative comes up, because it keeps trying to rise, and it tells you, hold not up the unclean thing. Every time that comes up, say, cancel, cancel. That is not what I want. I am blessed. I am prospered. I am perfect. I am, you know, whatever you see and desire yourself to be. Like where it says, when thought and feeling become one, you can say to the mountain, mountain move away, and it has to move away. It could be a literal mountain. It could be a mountain of finances. It could be a mountain of cancer or any other thing. You, you just have to bring your thought and feeling and make it one with the desire that you see yourself being and having and doing. And hold on to that. And every time that thing tries to rise up that's negative, just say, cancer, cancer, that is not what I want. And replace it with what that you've already desire and want and hold on to that. You know, it, it may happen instantly right at first and it may not because it's like going to school. You have to learn these processes. We, we, if we've never walked there before and done that before, there's a process. But as we go and we hold that up and do that and see it and be it like it says to do. And it will outwardly manifest before you and all those that are around about. He said he would pour, 
he would open up the floodgates of heaven and pour out that blessing, that desire you wanted. While you're yet asking, the answer's already on the way. And it says that, that there'll be so much, there'll be hardly room enough to receive it. And that's, that's what it is for us. The reason we receive the bad or get the bad from others or anything is because of something we've said or we've thought and other people think about us and we agreed with them and therefore we get the karma or the consequences of it. That's why it tells us that we have to be, uh, you know, we have to, uh, how can I put it? Lay hold and, you know, of the faith. When I say the faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for, your desires. And the evidence, it's already there. Of things not seen. We just got Absolutely. to... We have to train ourselves to be that way. Because, see, the system, the so-called governmental and churchianity system out there has really screwed up mankind. That whore of Babylon is, you know, that's why it's called Babel. They got us so confused. We're out there going, we don't know which ends up. But that's why the scripture says, if our eye be single, our eye is, you know, which, and it's also can, takes in our thoughts of our mind, if they be single, and on that divine aspect and of, and our desire of what we want, whether it be for family or whatever it is that's good, good, and very good, it will come to pass. And not many days hence, like the scripture says. But there's a process. The more we do it, the, the quicker it'll come. And the more confidence you have. And pretty soon, all you got to do is speak it. And the next thing you know, bam, it's there. Practice makes perfect. But if we don't practice it and we don't apply and do it, you're never going to know it works. We're going to keep listening to what the preachers told us and what the government tells us and everything else. They're telling you, oh, you can't do that. We're your authority, same as the church. You don't know what you're talking about. You have to have us to tell you what God's telling you. That's malarkey. My God sticketh closer than a brother. He's the very Amen. life. He's the very life of me. And I can do nothing of myself. This flesh can't, except what I see my God do, what I see the Father do, which is within me. And that's what it. Oh. Be bold and try it and see. And I guarantee you. You're going to have blessings just running forth from your mouth and your lips and the praise of the creator that, you know, it's unspeakable and full of glory, which is power. Amen. I mean, that's what it's yeah, that, all about. Uh, that, uh, Michael, you sent me um, that scripture this week, John 12, and... Uh, Boy, that was perfect timing, man. That was that was uh, that was amazing. Um, I know I've read that scripture before, but uh, it it just man, it just it was it's so clear. It's so clear how 
you know, Jesus is speaking of of himself, not as, um, you know, he's like, look, this 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 ain't me. This is this is the Father within me that's doing the work. Amen. And you know, I, it, it's 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 hard to believe and fathom that we ever read that and got any other understanding from that than what the words say. And um, <laughs> it's uh, it's nice to see confirmation. Um, you know, and, yeah, and the you confirmation know, uh, is in the word. That was Gil. That was Gil who sent that out to me, and I I loved it so much. I forwarded it to everybody. Uh, it's uh, John twelve forty nine and fifty. He says, "For I have not spoken of myself, but of the Father which sent me." So when he says "I am" or anything like that, he ain't speaking of himself. When he says "I," he ain't talking about himself. And um, uh, but the Father who sent me, he gave me a commandment that I of what I should say, and what I should speak, and I know that his commandment is life everlasting whatsoever I speak therefore even as the father said unto me so I speak that's really nice bless you brother that's amazing that's amazing yes and then again he says in verse 47 if any man hear my words and believe not I judge him not for I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. But have you noticed how many mm. people feel condemned because of what mm-hmm. the ministers told them? You know, you sinned, you did wrong. And they got a low view of themselves. And right there, he just told you, I didn't come to condemn you. I come to, I come to save you. I come to help you to understand so you know who you are. That's what it's, it's like. All. This, it's like this. Um, God doesn't come to condemn us or condemn us. Our our own sins, our own breaking of the law, condemns us. We we create our own prison, like you know the band Creed said. You know, we're the creators of our own prisons. Yes, sir. He said, "I love that lyric." He says, "I cried out to God, seeking only His decision." He said, "Gabriel." stood and confirmed I created my own prison. (laughs) In that way, in that wild. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The truth was right there all along. (laughs) Yeah, right there in a rock song. They were like the number one rock band in the world at that time. Uh, And, you know, who knew? I mean, (laughs) I asked Mark Lamonti, actually. Listen, he says, says, uh, go ahead, Matt. No, I, I was just saying I I I, I actually worked with um, with Creed um, and uh, um, they've got a couple different bands now. Um, but the guitar player for that band, I asked him one day. I said, uh, so, I said, where where's this stuff come from? You know, the writing and stuff. Yeah, I said I, I listened to the words of this stuff and and uh, I said, it, it you know, is there is there, you know, where does it come from? He said, man, he said, honestly, he said, he said, I don't really know. He said, it just, it just comes out. It just, it, it's just, you know, inspired. And, um, but I mean, we've had many conversations, you know, I had many conversations with him about, um, you know, biblical things and, and they are definitely believers and, and not just believers, but 
Mark Germani, if everybody in the world was like Mark Germani, this, this world would be a, a, an amazing place because he, he does have the fruits of the Spirit. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. I was, listening, I was actually listening to some of the Creed stuff the other day, and there's another song um, they have called, you know, Can You Take Me Higher? Oh, yeah. um, and, I mean, yeah. it, it's absolutely about meditation. I mean, absolutely. You know, so. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Well, that's a blessing, brother. I mean, don't they get that blood running within you and just, oh, just, oh, my God. It, it, it's like a fire shut up inside. Oh, yeah, man. And I needed it tonight, too. <laughs> I, I needed it <laughs> after this week. <laughs> I mean, th- you know, it said it's, it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. I, man, inside, I, I'm joyous inside and outside. I got a smile on my face that mm. a scare clown. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I really, I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> you, I got that clown, you got that clown it. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll put fear into him, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh man, I mean, that's great. I mean, this has been a blessing. I mean, from the start to now, and I know there's others on there. They're probably holding their tongue. Feel free to, you know, anyone else that's got anything to say, please bring it forward. You know, because uh, we're waiting to hear the good things that, you know, Yahweh's done in your life and done for you, and it blesses us also. Are you there, Donna or uh, Gary or? Hey, <laughs> I was always hoping somebody else would go first. <laughs> I'm usually the calling <laughs> end of things. I was just kind of holding back a minute to see if anybody else would jump in there. It's hard to follow Maddie. Ooh, me, oh my. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting to see if anybody else wants to talk. I wonder if well, I know Gil. Gil's Gil. not going to jump in tonight. He's helping his son right now. He's listening, but he's helping okay. his uh, okay. his son's well, car broke down. Okay, then it's my turn because I usually follow Gil. That gives me a thrill to follow Gil. And he, if he's not coming on, I guess I better wait in here. But what Maddie said was just so good. I just about wanted to quiet. Steve was listening too because, um, you know, we are in Louisiana. And I had a rough week too. And not just because of the storm, that part of it. But just seeing others, I don't want I don't want to cry or anything. But just seeing others in worse shape than we are, and and he, everything he said is exactly what Steve and I have talked about this week. It's like you almost feel guilty if your lights come back on and someone else's aren't, and you just it's just a really terrible thing because. But I love what he did by putting it in perspective. It's teaching us all everything out of Steve's mouth. We, we, had, we had a neighbor come by. Our light finally came back on. We were rejoicing because we have an 89-year-old. It's tough, you know. And so our light came back on. And so we offered, we had a little generator we were talking about, a little suitcase Honda. And we've gotten it hooked up one night finally. It doesn't run a lot, but, but we just ran a TV from home with a DVD. Because yeah, I'm like Maddie, when you don't have anything, you know, you don't have your cable. Mom was kind of bored, so... I made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's easy to make with no electricity. 
And so we watched a funny movie with a DVD player, and we had a lamp and our TV, and we were happier than clams because if you've been in the dark a couple of days and you're, and you're hot natured and it's not a, even a fan and everything, when you get a little fan and a little, a little simple movie and a PBJ, we decided we were in heaven. And see, that's the perspective. Everything he said about the technology, it, he is so on point because he said to Anthony, Anthony came by, MJ, to buy that generator, and he was just tickled. He needed it for one of his houses or something. I said, come and get it. We got some gas. We got, if, you, if anybody needs it. So he came and got it. And Steve says, man, he said, I'm just starting to realize, you know, he said the same thing. He said, we were just addicted to being able to look at YouTube, to look at something or check our emails with you guys or to, I mean, it's just weird. We can't get the news, really, the local. We can't even, we're like Maddie. We don't have any internet service whatsoever, so uh, nothing. And so we're just like, we're just so thankful to have water and just to be able to take a bath. Or to, it's just putting everything in perspective, and that's what it's all about. And so I'm actually kind of glad that happened because we were already saying the same thing. I was already saying I need to go back to a flip phone. I thought, well, you're going to be miserable. But we have got to get away from that technology because there's, um, you know, like Bruce Lipton and all them, they talk about that. They talk about how we're enslaved. If you watch some of his things on that, about mm-hmm. how everybody's in a rut, they get up in the morning, they check that Facebook, they check this. Or I'm not on Facebook, but they check this, they check that. It is. It's like it's almost addictive or a sickness. Even Steve with his guitar stuff, he said, man, he just had to sit and play the guitar like you're supposed to with a candle <laughs> write a song. So it's like, and so I appreciate what Maddie said, because that's what we're going through. But seeing others and seeing the devastation and, and seeing the trees and people, our neighbor had a tree on their house and we've had that happen. And it's just, it is a sad week. But yet, I think, I think Yava is kind of spanking us. And the, he said, I chase them, doesn't he, Jim? He said, I chase them who I love. Or how, how is it said, Jim? Something like that. You remember that scripture? Yes, ma'am. I hope so. Okay, I think it, it doesn't say something sort of to the effect. I chase and whom I love. And so, hey, that means if he let us get out there and, and not be appreciative or we wouldn't work in the program, if he didn't love us, he wouldn't have, you know, allowed us to see things in a different light is what I'm, at least for me, I'm saying. I'm kind of glad. I'm learning things from this. I'm learning, y'all. And, and like your friend, I love you explaining that. And your friend is awesome. To come out of that and realize that that was something good that actually happened. It was hard and it was scary. But now he's learned something good for it, so he'll be prepared. And look at the father's love. He took care of him and even spoke to him where he could hear. And he even told him what to do. And I'm just amazed and proud of him that he was able to do that and get that out of him. I think he's trying to reset a lot of people that aren't listening to him. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, there's no other explanation for it. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of like the... uh, like the uh, scarecrow said in the uh, the Wizard of Oz, you know, he said, "I I don't know, but I think it's might it's, it might get a lot darker before it gets lighter." You know. Yeah. So sometimes it's got to get dark for for you you know for you start feeling for the light, um, and it seems like that's that's what's going on, and uh, you know, and but you know, here on this call, we, we all know that there is nothing but good, good, and very good. And so all things work together for good for them that love God, you know? And so, 
we know that that what we see with our eyes is not the you know this is not the end state i mean we're yeah. we're going from one state to another and exactly. um that keeping our eyes on that is you know that that's um uh, i was going to say earlier i was talking to herb and he was talking about the scripture that says that in that day men's hearts will fail them oh, yeah. you know and you know you can see that and um it's it's sad to watch but it's almost like god got it's necessary it, it almost is That's necessary right. it's to save our lives but look it's like we're the bible says we're wiser and weaker and all of this technology has made us very weak how many people don't even know how to call somebody the phone numbers because we have them programmed in our phone and if the phone doesn't work oh yeah i mean think okay i'll give you a class Tonight, you know how I usually call in? I remember the pen. I remember the 83169. But look, I have part of that phone number memorized, but I guess I'm lazy. I, I don't have the whole number memorized. I'm going to have to write it on a piece of paper somewhere here. Okay, tonight we couldn't get on the Internet. It was just twirling, twirling. I go, Dave, I don't know. Oh, Mama, shame. I don't know the 8316. I don't know the number. And I said, I can't get on the, I can't get on anything to find that number, not even the website to get it. Because I don't know how to get the number. And so finally, I said, do you think your phone, for some reason his phone is everything you went on the internet. For some reason, I just played about a number. A few minutes later, he goes, oh my gosh, it went to it, Donna. And, and this time, it was on the front of it without him having to click on to the actual, I think it's because I said divine mind, but usually I have to click and go in to where it has that pretty picture. I didn't this time. It had it in the little thing under it. I didn't. I know that sounds, you know, you're going to say, well, but I still say he wanted me to get on there because we've tried sometimes 30, 40 minutes just to go out and look at anything that we needed to do, and we couldn't get out. We just couldn't. And I got, I did. I, he got out. I got the number. I was late calling, but I got in. I literally, I, I know, that's just cool. But everything that y'all said tonight, MJ, Jim, and then Maddie just added the, frosting on the cake or whatever, or the cherry on the cake, because I'm like, oh, my gosh, he always says something I resonate with. He might not resonate with me, but I am resonating with him. Because everything <laughs> says, even about your friend, well, even about your friend, because maybe in a place that just upsets me, I live, while you were telling about it, I was, like, taking my breath out of my body because I've been around situations and family situations. I, I understand all that, and it just broke my heart, and I was like, my God. I could almost feel what he was feeling. I mean, I could almost be like, you know, hyper. Because that would scare the fire out of me. I've been there and, and, and been around things that have happened. I can't imagine. But I'm so proud of him because he went by his instincts. And because he has been there before and meditated, I think, you know, that's why he did so well. He went back to that place. And then he sat down and he heard from God. And that would give me such confidence to hear from God. To hear from Yahweh, that's just a... No wonder he'll be forever. You know, really, he almost was audibly heard that. He's like, oh, my goodness, that's wonderful. That'll give him confidence, too. That really oh, is yeah. And he said, and you probably had more of an impact on him. So he told you because he knows you understand that. He knows you practice that. He knows you get it. And these calls helps you to help him and be strong. I'm very happy about that. I'm just, that's a wonderful story. <laughs> glad he's okay i am too he he's a good kid and and 
he's been you know he's been struggling um in his life for the last you know couple of years and um he's just trying to trying to find his way you know he's he's 29 uh-huh. and uh you know he's he's just a he's a loving kid i mean he wants to do good for everybody but you know i told him today you know i said you know the thing is you can't help anybody else if if you're not in the right spot you know you need to take care of yourself and um you know so you you can help others so you know i think today he he got he got a wake up call for sure he got it he got it god you know it reminds me of that many all but fewer chosen and it just sounds like he chose him because he knows his heart no matter what his circumstance or what was around him what how he was raised it's like god threw him out <laughs> well that's encouraging <laughs> i know this has been a hard week too because we lost the top of a big tree which wasn't bad steve was really bummed i go no 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 it's fine he goes why i go well kind of looks good i think it was getting too tall and it didn't fall on the fence i'm trying to look at the good side of everything i said man look yava just put it right down in the middle of the yard didn't have didn't have house so what? We'll just get a call and we'll get it up. But about that time, uh, we found two little baby squirrels that were, had been in the top of that tree. They hadn't, they didn't even have their eyes open. I thought they were rats. It scared me at first. I go, those are what they want. They were baby squirrels. Well, Steve, you know, he's a country boy. He's always raised everything. But he kept, I've never raised baby squirrels. I said, me neither. We did everything, including pray. We, we Gave them milk every few hours like they were supposed to with a little Cairo syrup. We we couldn't Google much, but we, we called everybody and they told us what to do. And I said, they took a pretty hard hit falling out and everything. And they said, well, they may make it, though, or they may be too young. Poor Steve, he was up every two or three hours. And we finally went to the pet store when it got its lights back. And they said, no, you need kitten milk. We said, okay. One of them was weak and one was very strong. I said, one of them's going to make it. Well, I just felt sorry for them. He came in and he said, one of them passed away. I have to admit, I cried. I was bummed. And we were out there. I called him Lenny and Squiggy. That's a throwback from Laverne and Shirley. I'm old. Uh-huh. Anyway, I remember that. We I remember that. Yeah, well, and I thought Squiggly. He was the runt. And I just thought maybe Squiggly will make it. Because the one that we thought would make it passed. Okay? And we did everything. I mean, in fact, the lady at the store said, Donnie, y'all have done everything. You have to learn things about squirrels. You don't even know what all you have to do. It was kind of crazy. And so she said, you've done everything, and they may make it, but they're so young. She said, they're probably not even two weeks old. Their eyes wouldn't open. She said, they don't even open for five weeks. I was like, ooh. Well, one passed. We buried him under the tree he was born in. And so then Steve, I said, Steve, the runt's going to make it. It just seemed biblical. But this morning he didn't make it. So you're not learning another lesson of, of I don't know, y'all would give, y'all would take life and death. So we're out there about bombing, about squirrels. I'm like you. It's just been a weird, crazy week. But when it's all said and done, you know, there's a scripture that preachers don't like to address. And one old minister, God bless him, was trying to tell his congregation about it. And I'll never forget Brother Thurman because they argued with him and said, that is not so. That's not scriptural and God didn't say it. And so he says when he shows the ministers and shows the congregation, he did too say it. They don't have much to say after that. There's a scripture, again, I hope I say it right. It's, it's Yahweh talking. He says, I, 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 say it. 
I he, he didn't say I inflict, but he basically says, what's the name of the word? He says he causes pain on his people, and then he binds you up, meaning he heals you then. In other words, I inflict this, and then I bind it up. And I wish you could remember the exact verse. But anyway, it's a beautiful verse, but he doesn't mess around. He, everybody says, oh, it's the devil, this or that. He said, I, <laughs> I caused this on you, but I bind you up, meaning that if you do the right thing like your friend and you learn, I'm doing that to help you keep you from something else worse. And so I thought that, in a way, it works when you tell them that. They go, oh, God, was there's a God. But he sometimes allows something to get your attention is what I'm saying. I kind of believe that now, too. We always try to Absolutely. Don't you, doesn't he? But it's because he doesn't want me to get in the road. I tell somebody, I said, and that old minister would say it. He'd say he had a friend that told his two or three-year-old over and over, don't you leave my side when you leave the store. We live near the road. Don't you leave my side every day, every day, one day like children and he was really trying to watch her she bolted she was in that street here comes a bad big truck coming it was within inches and he just grabbed her literally by her hair of her head her back of her collar he just ripped her back out of it and she just cried and carried on was so upset because she didn't understand why he said he felt so bad later but he explained to her you were going to get hit and he said wouldn't the heavenly father yank us out of that road before some I'm like, Yeah, you're right. You're right. And see your friend is fine and now it may keep him from having something else. And so I everything you say is Well, you know, something to go along with that, Don, you just brought you brought that up. Um when I was growing up in church we listened to certain ministers and there was one minister that um told a story about um the 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 shepherds um uh and and um, as far as i know this is this is uh this was a practice that they would they would do but when they would have a sheep um that would run off and not stay with the the rest of the flock um the shepherd would take that sheep and he would break the legs of that sheep and then he would bind oh, the wow. sheep's legs up, and he would carry that sheep on his shoulders. And when the sheep, when the legs healed and the sheep was able to walk again, he said that sheep would never leave that shepherd. Oh, man, that's and so, you know, whether that's a real story or, I mean, they said it, that's, that's actually custom. That was a custom thing that, that they do. But it's still it a makes it for a good story anyway. <laughs> makes a good analogy. I wouldn't believe anybody's thought either. Well, and I think the way that scripture goes, I didn't look it up, but I think it, I couldn't remember, but I think he says, I wound. Maybe it's the word wound. He uses a word. He goes, I. He says, yeah, I wound. That, that's I in the book of Ecclesiastes. Well, thank you, Jim. Thank you. Yeah, because I thought, you know, that's really beautiful. It's like he's saying, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that this is your daddy doing your your father doing this. You can say it's the devil. You can say it, but you know it makes sense because you think about what we're guilty of. And this is my worst thing. I'm going to tell you, honest confession is good for the soul. If I eat really bad, I either eat really well. I eat. I'm in there juicing. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm running around. I'm exercising. Or either sometimes I go off the wagon and I just get stressed and I'll be eating a banana split and this and that. That's fine to moderation. But if I get out of 
whack with it. I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get whatever. And guess whose fault that is? What he's saying, what y'all are saying is there's certain laws, there's certain principles. If you do this, you're going to get sick. You're going to get in trouble. You know better. And so what you're saying is so good. You're just doing so good with that, all of y'all. Mm. Yeah, we got to look at this as an opportunity for growth and a reset and to get stronger. You know, in the South, they always say, what don't kill us will make us stronger. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, women say, what don't kill us, that's how they say it real country, makes us stronger. I thought, well, I'm getting stronger because I've had a lot lately. <laughs> but um, thank you all so much. But pray for Louisiana. I mean, 50,000 people just in our parish are without power. My mother-in-law we got a generator going at her house, and we begged her to come over here. She doesn't want to leave the place. But she's probably not going to get power to Wednesday. I thought, my goodness, you know. But we're taking care of each other. And it could be worse, and this is a good test run. It tells you things you need to do and get and all that you know to do. Because Gary always would teach me what all I needed to do. And sometimes I get lax. And so I think about him every day, Jim, because he's good at telling you to prep and prepare and <laughs> And by the way, Bernice, they got hit the heart because they're near Lake Charles. And if you noticed, if you saw it on the Weather Channel, it was always about Lake Charles. It came in about, Gary and them are about 30, 40 miles from there. It hit them so hard. Them, she said, there's hardly a tree left standing. They got a few trees left standing, but she said you wouldn't. But guess what? I said, I'm going to pray and I'm going to put a bubble like Gary taught us over your property. Every Amen. one of them prayed. Every one of them visualized a bubble of every building. And she showed me pictures, Jim. It is unbelievable the force that hit them. That whole farm outdoors was decimated, but not one thing happened to any of the buildings or any of the people that were there visiting and everything. Nothing. It was awesome. And if people don't realize that, Shava, I don't know what to tell them. Because if you see those big trees up really huge trees all over the place, but yet their houses are fine. Oh, and guess what? You'll love this. You'll love this. When we saw Gary last time, he had the coolest little thing in the front of his property. It, it's not really a greenhouse. She calls it Gary's hut. Okay? It's just, it, it's rounded, which helps. But it's like these little poles with some type of tarping, almost like a little greenhouse thing, but it wasn't his actual greenhouse. But it was rounded, rounded. He liked to sit under there and had a lot of plants under there. It just helped the plants. And when we drove up, I think he was sitting under it. She said Gary's hut was not touched, neither was any plant under there. Unbelievable, because I'm telling you, it hit them with, a, I think it was 100-something miles per hour. Steve, how much did they finally decide it hit Lake Charles when it came into Lake Cameron, Lake Charles, how fast was it going? 120 plus. 120 plus. But it would have gusts up to 170, they said. That's almost unsustainable. So she did not have her house. Yvonne, none of it was hurt. Isn't that God? Oh, yes, ma'am. Mm. Uh, you know, it tells us to be still and know that he is God. And, you know, and what we speak... And like you put in a bubble of light and protection over them, we speak it and y'all manifest it. I mean, he says, a thousand will fall at her right hand and ten thousand at her left. But only, only with our eyes shall we see it, for it shall not come near us or our dwelling. And if we hold on to that, 
stand on it. And I mean, God is absolute and he's true. We just have to, you know, we have to have the confidence and the assurity. You know, we have to know, not believe, but we have to know that God is God and our enemies are scattered. Because what we speak, and if if you you look at how we think and speak sometimes, you know, it, it comes out, and then we forget we said it, and uh, that's why I always try to, you know, uh, you know, within myself regroup and be able to put it together Amen. before I get out because if if not I mean it's so easy to get knocked off the track so you know I just got to keep our eyes single and know that God is absolute and that it is that I am that I am that I am Ooh, hallelujah. I admit though and we were up here it wasn't just bad up here but it was kind of, wasn't it one of the scary things we've been facing up here? See, we're so far up north. I think that was the biggest storm he's ever been through. Me too. I can't imagine what they went through in Lake Charles with Bernie says. I cannot even comprehend. It must have sounded like a freight train because our house has double pane windows and we were just howling. And Steve kept wanting to open the door. He like, I don't see. Get that door closed. I was scared something would come through there. And when we woke up and we live across from a beautiful park, it must have been like six or eight of those big, beautiful oaks were just completely uprooted, and we were so sad. And then you see trees down in your road, trees down on your neighbor's car, one on the house. Our house was unsafe, too. And that's just, Bernie said, I'm going to put one on you. I'm putting one on you. And our house, really and truly, we didn't get anything except just the, the trees, you know, we had to pick up a lot of limbs. But we, I, I almost felt bad. I was like, so sorry to my neighbors and everything, but I think it's strictly because, and you know, it's kind of neat because I was putting bubbles around Bernice's and she was doing it around mine, and that just reminds me of that scripture that says do like that because I'm telling you, I can see and visualize better for someone else. I good doing it for me. I think that just helps you kind of connect. And yeah, I just, we're so blessed. We're so blessed. Thank y'all so much for this good word tonight. Amen. Thank you, sister. Uh, Aunt or uh, Aunt or anyone else out there got anything they would like to share and speak? I see. I also see uh, Gil in there. Also, Gil, you have anything you would like to share? I'm on the I'm on the road, but no, I was listening. I had I lost reception, um, but yeah, I probably it's maybe next time. Um, I don't have good reception where I'm at. Okay, brother, blessings be to you. May Yahweh keep you safe and protect you. Thank you so much. Blessings to everybody else. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Okay, Aunt, do you have anything you would like to share? Well, 
I guess not. Anyone else have anything they like to? Michael, you're still in there, aren't you? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here, absolutely. I've just been listening. I just want to thank everybody for coming to the call tonight and, and sharing with us. And, uh, you know, this is a really awesome thing that we've got here. Uh, I know for my part, um, I look forward to these calls because I get so energized. Honestly, I kind of wish they would happen earlier than the, in the day because uh, <laughs> I get so energized, I can't go to bed on Sunday night. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I, I love the call. I, lo I really look forward to it and everyone sharing their uh, how y'all has blessed them. So it's uh, it's pretty awesome. Thank you. Thank you for what you brought forth tonight, man. It really blessed me, brother. Thank you. And I'm, I can't speak for everybody else, but I'm sure it blessed them too. Uh, and uh, I want to personally thank each and every one of y'all for being here tonight and being part of the call and sharing your great and blissful and blessing uh, testimonies because it really, you know, like it says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I mean, by the testimonies y'all brought forward tonight, I mean, it not only strengthened me, blessed me, but it made me happy. Like I said, I can, I can uh, put fear into a clown, I mean, because I'm so joyful. But uh, it, it's, you know, God is true and all our enemies are scattered. And I just want to thank y'all so much from the bottom of my heart for being part of this and sharing and blessing you know because that's what it's all about and with that i'm not going to say much more you know if michael if you have some other things you would say but you know you know after yeah, you i just one last thing i want to say i just want to say i love y'all and uh and i really do appreciate every one of y'all and uh and uh have a great week Aw, we love you, and we appreciate all of you. You, you too, brother. We love you. Thank you. Hey, you won't be you. the only one. Hey, you won't be the only one can't sleep on the night owl, and I always get jazzed up too on Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I'm always up, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> me too. Me too. Even when I have to go to work in the morning. And MJ, don't forget to call me because I got to tell you something in reference to that book. Something that happened to that witness of the star about that. You just got to call me and I'll share it because I'm on here one of these days, but something cool happened about that. Okay. Awesome. I'm going to have to call you tomorrow okay. at this point, but I'll, I'll call you tomorrow. Okay. No, anytime, anytime this week, I just don't want to forget to tell you, you sent that and then something weird and synchronicity wise happened or whatever you want to call it. But anyway, okay, awesome. thank you everyone. everyone good night. Good night, everyone. Yava bless, keep you, and prosper you, and may all your dreams come true that are good, good, and very good. Shalom, prosper, be in perfect divine health. Good night, everyone. Good night. Night. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With 
with family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.